Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. generation where the pros go to grow grow generation is your one-stop shop for hydroponic grow supplies product systems and more grow generation serves customers across the nation and carries a wide inventory of renowned cultivation brands go to www.growgeneration.com where the pros go to grow what's going on geeky jocks it's shocky here uh i apologize for not having a uh, episode last week there was some technical difficulties getting everything set up to record but we're back this week we're here to cover of course ted lasso but then also talk about some star wars news that came out um that we kind of covered in the canteen a little bit but then also not really um when it came to video games so i'm going to talk about that uh because it did break out yesterday i wanted to make sure um we talk about that on some of the news kind of upsetting uh, when it came to one of my favorite Star Wars games out there. So let's get right into it. Um, none other than Ted Lasso. So we covered the premiere episode where Ted is back with AFC Richmond heading into the second season where they've been relegated down to the championship. Uh, where we pick up with the season, though, is that they've been set on a uh, kind of a not a bad streak but not a good streak either of seven straight draws and going into eight uh games and so uh what we we kind of find out is basically the team is is comfortable and everything's going smoothly ted has created a great atmosphere for the team everyone's happy but that doesn't necessarily present um an opportunity for wins and so uh, in the last episode, the second episode, we see that um, there's more issues in the team than what seems to be uh, appearing on, on surface. And so that's why having the therapist show up, uh, Dr. What's her name? I have it written down here. Dr. Fieldstone. There we go. Um, yeah, Dr. Fieldstone is you know, starting to get to the root of some of the players and some of the coaches' mentality and approach to the game, and we see it's it's working. Um, but ultimately, it's got to be Ted that uh, is convinced of it. And so what we saw in the last episode is Jamie Tart, the, the prodigal son, um, wanted to come back to AFC Richmond after being let go from Man City. And initially, Ted said no. And to the team's dismay or, you know, or surprise, you want to say, um, they were shocked that he said no. A lot of the team members thought that he was uh, basically jumping on ship and bringing Jamie back and didn't look like it. Um, but it's with a conversation with Dr. Fieldstone that we see Ted has a change of heart. You know, Dr. Fieldstone tells Ted, hey, you've got a great you know team and atmosphere going on here, but it seems like they're comfortable with just drawing, you know, and, and just being set in their ways. And it's not really setting a team atmosphere. And so at the very end of the second episode, we see Jamie Tart has returned 
and it's a shocker, you know, and it's to the team who uh, not many of them are, are big fans of Jamie and even to the coaches that Ted went and did something outside of the norm and outside of the, the advice of his coaches. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And we saw already in episode three that it wasn't an easy acceptance for Jamie. Uh, Jamie is basically trying to figure out how to get back in the grace, good graces of his teammates. And, you know, being Jamie, he thinks that all he's got to do is just buy them, you know, some PS5s and he's going to be right back in there. Um, but to the success of Dr. Fieldstone again, she, you know, is uh, with, we don't know really what she says, but she's able to, to get through to Jamie and Jamie then um, through a gesture, a symbolic gesture is able to win the team back slowly but surely. And so um, the the focal point, though, of this episode has to do with Sam Adabaseo or Adabaseo. I'm sorry if I mispronounce it, um, but he, he is part of a ad campaign for AFC Richmond's main sponsor, uh, Air uh, Dubai Air. And when he contacts his parents about it, he finds out that the uh, airline company is owned by a major oil company, which is doing harm to his home country. And so what we get here is kind of the, be the episode where it kind of represents what this world has been going through in the past year or so with sports and protesting. Um, and what I really appreciate about it is that it wasn't just the same generic type of episode talking you know, about what's been going on around the world, but it did something else. It, it made it connect really you know, with Sam and some of the players on AFC Richmond. And so um, through this, you know, ad campaign, you know, Sam has to drop out of it, you know, and we see that, you know, Rebecca and Keely and, you know, and Ted and the entire organization all back Sam and they're supportive of him, which is really great to see. But then he takes it a step further and on his kit, takes some black tape and cover ups, covers up the Dubai Air logo Um when and asking you know to see if anybody else would join him not forcing anyone but of course the entire team does now um it, it's it's very uh it's a very heartwarming type of episode to see the team bond that way um and interesting to see you know the writers take on you know how sports and social protesting have an impact you know the correlation with each other but some of the funnier parts of the episodes, I swear, uh, it, it comes from Ted and also even from uh, from Roy. Uh, Roy Kent, you know, coming back on doing his, uh, uh, what is it called, pundit, and, you know, sports broadcasting is what we call it here in the States. But uh, that, to me, was hilarious. Uh, Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent, uh, is an absolute genius with that character. And uh, having him on as a pundit, you know, talking about soccer is just hilarious because he breaks the mold on, you know, the traditional sports broadcaster. Uh, and some of the lines he says throughout his uh, time, you know, being on, on camera is hilarious as well. Uh, this episode, though, with Ted, we got to see a different side of him, uh, not the happy-go-lucky, you know, always with a positive attitude, Ted, but another version of him known as Led Tasso. And Led Tasso is the traditional American uh, football coach that you would think of when you think of high school football or even small college football, constant yelling, constant berating. Um, and the the mentality is, is that you, you use that persona 
to get the team to hate you, but then to enjoy or, you know, bond to stronger together for that hatred over that head coach. And it, it's really hilarious. Some of the lines that Jason Sudeikis, I don't know if he came up with them or whoever wrote them are hilarious, um, but it's ultimately what you would expect from a traditional coaching aspect. And it's something that a lot of coaches do. Um, they try to do this to, to form a, a team bonding. And what's funny about it is that I don't think it really works all that well. Um, in my years experience of coaching, I've never seen it really work all that well. It, just, it really just brings down the morale of the team. Um, and Dr. Phil Stone even calls it out. And, you know, has that ever worked ever before? And the only time that Ted can even think about, you know, it working was at a Chuck E. Cheese uh <laughs> what was a birthday party or whatever. So yeah, it, it's really interesting that take on it. And it, I've been wondering um, if we would ever see a side of Ted like that, because that traditionally is, is what you get from uh, American style of coaching, you know, more or less. And, and also in uh, other sports as well around the world. But for me being around football so much, um, yeah, I, I do see that a lot there. And, you know, you, it doesn't, it very rarely ever works, um, you know, in that style, but it, it was funny overall. So um, what we do get from this episode is number one, the streak is over. No more ties, no more draws. Uh, the team though has unfortunately lost. So we don't know where they are in the standings of the, uh, of the season. And, you know, if they're going to be promoted or not, but um the team is excited that the streak is now over and they can focus on bigger and better things. Uh, Rebecca is, is, you know, had a, a key episode this, uh, this week where her God's daughter came to visit her. And instead of, you know, just parading around and doing little, you know, kid thing stuff, she brought her in and showed her what her job was really about and kind of encouraged her to be more of a stronger woman. And you see Rebecca growing uh, as a character and as a person um, this season and really taking ownership of the team. And so it's interesting there. Um, Keely is also, you know, still dating Roy, um, working on her, uh, episode, uh, her, what was it? The app. There we go. The dating app that she's now promoting. And it looks like it's going to set up between Rebecca and someone else, a mysterious person start dating, which would be hilarious if it was one of the football players or even, Ted Lasso on there. Um, and so it looks overall like the team is in a better place. Um, it seems like mentally wise, they're, they're stronger. Um, unity wise, they're stronger. So it's going to be interesting to see how the, the next steps take place uh, for the team um, and heading into what appears to be the second half of the season, I think, because um, the next episode will be a Christmas episode, which is kind of weird already, but um with it being a Christmas episode, it's traditionally the, the midway point uh, for the football season in the Premier League. So overall, uh, I'm enjoying this season just like I did the first season. So I hope that there's more and more seasons to come with Ted Lasso. We'll see what goes on. Um, let me know in the comment section what you thought about this week's episode. Um, second story I want to go over. So in the Cantina, that's our Star Wars podcast, and that's where we basically cover – uh, everything Star Wars, but there was some news that broke out yesterday, and I wanted to make sure to cover it. Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Okay, So if you're into Star Wars video games, um, there hasn't been a whole lot since Jedi Fallen Order and basically Battlefront 2. Um, but Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes is a mobile game that is uh, 
had massive popularity. It's considered it is the most profitable Star Wars game in history. It's a mobile a mobile game that's played on iOS or Android. Uh, has a massive following. Uh, you know, you have players who've turned themselves into YouTube streamers and made massive you know gains through that. Um, and it's become very popular and it survived over five years. And it's you know on pace to probably do another five years as well. Um, but it hasn't been easy. The developers at Star Wars Galaxies of Hero, uh, Capital Games. It's been a, a odd relationship with its with its players, and I'm one of them. Okay, and so when I saw this, you know, story broke out yesterday, it kind of, you know, it kind of forced me to say I finally got to speak up and say it. And after seeing some of the YouTubers out there um, that have been covering Star Wars Galaxy here for a while, it, you know, it's it's something that we need to start banding together. So Capital Games. Um, you know they they're in it for they're a business right they're into making this game for profit it's the most profitable star wars game in history i think it's the longest that you know has developers working on it um and i've been playing the game you know so i started a couple months after it launched played all the way up until about year four and then when they came out with uh, Galactic Legends, Ray and Kylo Ren, I just kind of had enough of it because it seemed like every time that I would get to a point where I was like, okay, I'm caught up with some of the big guys, they threw some things at, at you, some characters, some gear upgrades and everything, and it just shot you right back down. And so uh, I'm a person that doesn't spend a ton of money on it, probably, you know, on average, maybe $10, a, you know, a month back in the day when it was really popular. Now, uh, I think I've spent maybe like five bucks on it total. Um, I picked it back up about seven, eight months ago and been playing it because it seemed like it was going in the right direction. It was enough of galactic legends that you could have an option and variety to choose from. You didn't have to stick with the same old, same old pathway of farming um and there was enough characters out there like darth vader where you know they could combat and you could have a chance against galactic legends if you didn't have any or if you only had one or maybe two versus someone who had multiple um and in the past couple of weeks capital games has just basically destroyed um what i would say destroyed that kind of concept of fun playing and, and competitive playship um i think that they've been lost on how can we profit from this game and how can we continue to keep getting money from this game, which I understand it's a business. You need to make money, but at the same time too, competitiveness uh, and ha having that playable you know, atmosphere is what will keep people coming back and back and, you know, constantly, you know, spending money on here. And so it's like battlefront two, you know, when battlefront two took away, you know, a lot of the issues at the beginning, you had more players coming and join in and more and more by, you know, two years after the game, uh, you know, it, uh, had launched, you had more players playing Battlefront 2 on server than ever before. Um, and it doesn't seem like Star uh, Capital Games and Star, you know, Star Wars Galaxy Heroes is getting that message. And, you know, I get their arguments, but it's, it's, Poor, it's poor business. It's it's poor customer service, right? Um, so issue number one is their communication. Years upon years, the early years, it was always about we're going to communicate with our players. We're going to communicate with our players. We're going to communicate with our players. 
We, you know, you get the monthly blog posts that, you know, tells us what's coming up. And in the past month to two months, we've had multiple changes to the game that is basically taking it from a casual player that maybe spends a couple dollars here and there, um, you know, to being competitive with guys who are spending, you know, thousands of dollars, uh, you know, it's it's just not coming to, to light. It, basically, they're taking that away. They're taking away all the, the major characters that were, um, what do you call them? Uh, um, the, so you, you had the Galactic Legends, and then you had your, your regular characters, you know, Jet, you know Padme and Invader and so forth. I can't think of the name right now. I apologize. Um, but they're, they're basically taking that all away so that now – the only way you can beat a galactic legend is to have galactic legends. Um, that's one thing. The other thing is, is that they're dropping new characters and the farming system and put in place. It's going to take multiple years to get them. So like commander Ahsoka Tano, it's going to take multiple years to get her. If you're free to play or you just, you, you budget and you only spend a couple you know dollars here and there on it. Um, then you see uh, just, some things they've done on the Android side of it, Google Play side of it, where they've taken away, you know, some of the bonuses by playing through uh, Google Play. It's just, it's poor, you know, it, it's just a, it's a poor way of taking care of your customers, um, just in my opinion alone. Uh, I know I'm not as serious a gamer as, say, like Arnold um, or Cubs fan Han, and, you know, some you know, mobile gamer when he was still playing. Um, but I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed just being a casual player and, you know, farming here and there. But uh, it's it's getting a little too ridiculous. I mean, you're getting greedy with it. And so um, I hope that some of the things that they have lined up for here in the future, they take a step back. They look at it and say, you know what, maybe, maybe that we're going in the wrong direction here and we, uh, you know, reverse course. And so hopefully we see that. Um, what we're going to probably end up getting, though, is the same old, same old. Capital Games will, will basically, you know, make as much money as possible on some of the whales that are playing, and then throw a, a bone here to some of the, you know, free-to-play players or you know, guys like me, you know, players like me that spend a couple bucks here or there, and that's it. And we'll have to take it, and you know, but once a new Star Wars game come out, whether it's Jedi Fallen Order two or Battlefront three or whatever comes out, then. Ultimately, um, you know, that's, you know, the, you know, where I'll be at, you know, there. Okay. Um, and then third and final story here is Bad Batch. You know, the season finale just kicked off part one. So right before the season finale kicked off the day before, we got news that season two would be coming up, which is good news. We talked about that in the cantina. Basically, you know, there's still a lot left to talk about in the storyline with these characters of Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, Echo. Uh, even Crosshair, um, and, but uh, the one thing I will say, and we kind of talked about it, is that this has been a with a, a t prototypical Dave Filoni type of uh, show where the first season is very drawn out. So it, it's a it's a slow burn, you know, where you know you're not going to get into you know the meat and bones of it until later on at the end of the season, and then now with season two, it looks like that's where we're going to get, you know, some more action and, and I think quicker storylines here. Um, so the first part is we see the Bad Batch on its way to try to rescue Hunter from the, the clutches of the Empire with Crosshair basically holding him hostage. 
But what was interesting about this episode of part one of, of two is that we finally get to see a new side of Kamino where um, Omega takes the Clone Force 99 through a secret tunnel into a separate laboratory that w- was not something that we you know, had seen beforehand in all the Star Wars episodes and so forth. Um, and we got to see that the Clone Force 99 were created in a separate lab along with Omega and that, you know, they were basically created this way. What was supposed to be, you know, that they were, you know, different than the regulars and that they were just a, you know, a bad batch from regs is that, no, these were actually created. The the Clone Force 99 was created for a purpose and intent. So it's going to be interesting to see what that purpose was. Um, And so that's one thing that we pick up on that episode. And then the second thing is we finally find out what happened to Kamino at the end of, or the beginning of the rise of the empire. Um, So Kamino ultimately known for its cloning uh, technology. And we were wondering what that, you know, what Kamino had to do with, you know, during the empire, since we know in Mandalorian and also in uh, the sequel trilogy, and cloning is a, a big key part to those stories, but we know now that Camino is gone. Um, and so that's probably how the, well, we know the empire took all the files. They took all the chief medical personnel and maybe what we don't find out is, or we haven't found out yet is that there are some key elements in Camino, what allowed cloning to be so successful. Cause we could see that the empire, whether it was in, in the Mandalorian or through um, the sequel trilogy, that cloning, isn't as as easy as I guess the emperor thought it should be. So, all right, well, that's it for today's episode of uh, the geeky jocks. It's a little shorter episode this week because it's Saturday. I got some things I got to do. I'm on the run here. So I wanted to just stop by, give, you know, my thoughts on, of course, Ted Lasso and some Star Wars stuff. But uh, next week we're going to do kind of a, a recap of the Olympics sports wise. We're, you know, we're going to get to ask some actual sports talks here um, set up for the NFL season, Premier League starting back up soon. Um, and, you know, try to get into some of the more sports-oriented stuff. Uh, and But this week I'll be traveling, and so I got some stuff that I'll be posting online as well. So make sure you check out the site for all great things, um, whether it's Marvel, DC, Star Wars, film, television. And let us know in the comments section if there's something we're not covering that you think we should cover. Let us know that. So see you guys later. Lucky Land Slots asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.